conversation from BAE Systems. Hello and welcome to Our Conversation, the podcast for BAE Systems colleagues across the world. I'm Tim Smith and on our first edition of 2022, we'll be looking at how the business is adapting for the future. Plus, we'll be talking with colleagues about the importance of safety and we'll announce the winners of our competition from last time. Joining me, of course, as always, is BA Systems Chief Executive Charles Woodburn. Charles, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Yeah, hi, Tim. Very pleased to be here again. Well, it's good to speak to you again. Uh, have you had a good start to the year so far? I have, Tim. Yes, thank you very much. I had a relaxing break with the family uh, between uh, Christmas and New Year, and then it was pretty much straight back to doing what I enjoy most in January, and that's uh, spending time at our sites and, and traveling around and meeting uh, colleagues and customers. And I've been fortunate enough uh, in the period to spend time in Glasgow, in Wharton and Frimley uh, so far. And I'll be out at other locations in the UK and internationally over the coming months. And I have to say the engineer in me loves nothing more than to be close to our cutting edge products and technologies. And it's really great to hear feedback firsthand from our employees and customers. And it's always a good opportunity to reflect on the importance of the work we do and how we come together as a company to serve and protect those who serve and protect us. And that shared sense of purpose and pride is what inspires me and I know many others uh, to be part of this amazing company. Absolutely. Okay, now this is a big question I know, but what are the priorities for the company in the year ahead? Well, Tim, I hope 2022 is a year where we can put the worst of the pandemic behind us and spend more time with colleagues and customers in person and uh, sort of reignite uh, a sense of ambition to adapt our company for the future. The external environment remains challenging uh, and stakeholder expectations are rising, but I'm confident that we can build on the positive progress that we've made over the last few years. Our shared strategic objectives are largely consistent and will be familiar driving operational excellence, enhancing our competitiveness and advancing our technology while delivering growth and harnessing our high-performing teams. The new objective, which isn't likely to come as a surprise, is focused on advancing and integrating our sustainability agenda. The most crucial element of this is protecting our people and ensuring safety and well-being remains our primary consideration. We'll come back to this and other aspects of our sustainability agenda later in the show. Yes, absolutely. We'll be back with those very important topics soon. But let's look at recent announcements first, if we may, starting with the formation of a new digital intelligence business. Well, yes, Tim, I'm delighted that we started the year with the formation of the new digital intelligence business, which brought our non-US digital and data capabilities together into one organization. Bringing our expertise together will help us collaborate more and better leverage our exceptional talent and world-leading innovation across the company. It will also enable us to further strengthen the services and capabilities we provide to our customers and indeed pursue further opportunities for growth. So I see this as an exciting and strategically important area of focus for the group. And I look forward to supporting Dave Armstrong and his team to drive digital intelligence forward. Now, I understand also, Charles, you've announced changes to the executive committee. What can you tell us about that? Well, yes, Tim, I recently announced a number of changes to our executive committee. I talked earlier in the show about the importance of our sustainability, or specifically our environment, societal and governance agenda. To reflect the increased focus on this area, we've appointed Karen Hoeing as ESG Culture and Transformation Director. Tanya Gandami Harja has replaced Karen as our Group HR Director and joined the EC. And I've also broadened our market representation by bringing our senior leaders in Australia and Saudi Arabia onto the Executive Committee. 
Ben Hudson, our former CTO, is moving to Australia to lead this business, and Simon Barnes, who leads our business in Saudi Arabia, joins the committee. Gabby Costigan, who is leading the Australian business, is moving to the UK, and she'll be the Group Managing Director for Business Development, which is the position vacated by David Armstrong. Ben's former CTO position has been taken by Julian Cracknell, who previously led Applied Intelligence. It's great to start the year with the expanded team in place, and we're all looking forward to the perspectives everyone will bring to their new roles in the EC. Okay, well, thanks for the moment. Next, we'll be talking to Charles about the company's sustainability agenda and to colleagues about the importance of staying safe. Our conversation. Now, I promised we'd come back to sustainability and the company's environment, social and governance or ESG agenda. For those who aren't familiar with this, Charles, can you give us an overview of what it is exactly? Well, Tim, we've talked a lot about the importance of our ESG agenda, and this is a wide-ranging and absolutely crucial area of focus for us. For those who might be less familiar with ESG, some of the topics it covers include our commitment to the safety and well-being of our people, increased environmental ambitions and net-zero targets, our continued focus on diversity and inclusion, and how we support our local communities and economies. Well, let's now focus on safety and well-being. Joining us from Adelaide in Australia is Katie Gates. Kate is a quality document controller in the Hunter Class Frigate Programme. Hi, Katie. Tell us why she, safety, health and the environment, is so important to you from a well-being perspective. Hi, Tim. Uh, Looking after my mental and physical health makes me a happier person. Um, We all live such busy lifestyles that we often forget to take time out to restore and re-energise and my family relies on me being safe at work so that I can come home and enjoy all that they offer. And what steps will you take then to improve your well-being this year? Uh, I'm looking forward to joining the BAE Australia team for the upcoming March on Challenge. Uh, the challenge of running 96 kilometres over the month of March whilst raising funds for a good cause is a great incentive. Are there any additional steps you feel the company can take to improve well-being? Um, regular promotions of mini fitnesses challenges uh, similar to the March on Challenge um, I think are of great benefit to employees uh, encouraging you know teams to enter corporate events such as you know a corporate running event or a corporate triathlon it's great for team building Thanks Katie Well joining us on the line now is Ali Ives who's head of Astute Boat 6 based in submarines Barrow in the UK Hi Ali Now I know you dealt with a safety incident very recently Tell us more Hi Tim Yeah okay So so last week um, on, on Boat 6 we had an accident where one of our uh, contract partners was accessing the boat um, they stepped off an access platform onto part of boat structure. Um, they rolled on their ankle, um, unfortunately causing some significant ligament damage, um, which resulted in um, the individual being taken to the local hospital and receiving some treatment for that. So I'd spent a bit of time reflecting because this happened at 10.30 of an evening and it wasn't until 7 o'clock the next day where we went and started to really review the accident with a team of SMEs. And I reflected and I thought, well, there's a chance that we'll go and see the same thing and we might not see the stuff that is obvious to other people. So I asked my PA to come with me and when we went and viewed the accident, I asked my PA to identify other hazards that she may well see because she's not as familiar with the boat build as I am and some of the other team are. And needless to say, she identified another half a dozen hazards 
that I'd walk past on a daily basis hundreds of times. And for me, it's that fresh set of eyes and having somebody from a different area come and view in the area that you may well be familiar with and unintentionally becoming complacent around the safety aspect of that area and asking them to have a look. How do you think then that this fresh perspective could translate to other parts of the business? Well, I would encourage everybody to ask somebody who is not familiar with their area just to simply walk the area and ask them to spot any potential hazards they may well be able to see um, and it is as simple as asking somebody um, and certainly on my boat I asked my forward end management team to go to the aft end of the boat and needless to say they spotted some hazards so it's literally just getting a fresh set of eyes to come observe the area and highlight any potential safety issues. Thanks, Ali. Finally, we're joined by Mark Polchek, who's a maintenance she advisor in the air sector. Hi, Mark. Tell us about your background then and your current role. Hi, Tim. I joined BAE during the pandemic last year as the maintenance she advisor across the Salisbury and Wharton air sites. Prior to this, I gained 15 years experience working across the nuclear industry So in my current role as the maintenance she advisor, it involves working with all levels of the organisation and TU community. I proactively support the daily maintenance activities and ensure compliance and governance with our maintenance safety rules, our she policies, our risk assessments and processes, etc. And in turn, this helps us strive towards our goal of um, ensuring nobody gets hurt at work. And what more, Mark, do you think that colleagues could do then to better protect themselves and those around them? I'm still uh, relatively new to the organisation. However, my initial impressions are extremely positive in regards to its evident personnel on site feel empowered to raise she-related matters, concerns and she-improvements. However, I would encourage all employees to continue to use and apply rigour to the processes such as Stop, Look, Assess and Manage, so the SLAM initiative that's been uh, implemented, which is a proven tool, and it's also backed by the HSE. I'd also encourage all personnel to ensure they are having daily discussions on SHE and use these platforms to raise SHE improvements and share the best practice. Continue to have peer-to-peer conversations and challenge each other. If something doesn't look right or feel right, nine times out of ten it isn't right. So although we've got numerous robust SHE policies, procedures, risk assessment, permit processes, it's all about taking time out to read, engage and understand with these. And compliance against these in turn will reduce the likelihood of us getting hurt at work. Thanks, Mark. Now, Charles, some interesting observations and some interesting ideas there. Can you outline for us the importance of SHE as far as you're concerned? Yes, Tim, very interesting, as you said, and my absolute priority and that of all leaders across the company is employee safety and well-being. And I know this is shared by colleagues around the world like Katie, Mark and Ali. Frankly, nothing is more important than ensuring all of our people return home safely to their families and friends after work. And the pandemic has shone an important light for all of us on the need to focus more on our mental and physical health. As you know, the company has a wide range of policies, processes, tools and various support systems in place. And I'm pleased to hear from Mark that he feels more people are empowered to raise any concerns because this is absolutely crucial. And I think Mark hit the nail on the head when he talked to us about working towards the same goal and the importance of challenging anything that doesn't feel or look right. Ali has also demonstrated the value in doing things differently and getting a fresh perspective. 
And it's a great idea to take a colleague who doesn't work in the area for safety reviews. We need more of this fresh thinking and I would encourage everyone to share any suggestions they have to improve safety. The onus is on all of us to keep safety top of mind at all times. Follow the processes that are there to protect us and please do reach out if you need support or spot someone else that you think might need help. Now, we've touched on this podcast about the importance of ESG, but to conclude, just sum up for us how a company like BAE Systems contributes to the economy. Well, yes, Tim, I talked earlier about how proud we are to support our armed forces in keeping countries safe and secure, but our contribution goes far beyond defence and security. The investment that we make in highly skilled jobs, research and development, and our extensive supply chains support thousands of companies and communities around the world. In the UK alone, based on our most recent Oxford Economics report, which looked at 2020 data, we supported 143,000 jobs and contributed more than £10 billion to gross domestic product. This is equivalent to about half a percent of the domestic economy in the UK. And if we break this down further, for every 100 jobs at BAE Systems in the UK, we support a total of 410 jobs across the UK economy. Investing in skills for the future is critical to our company, our customers and our communities. And that's why we have a record-breaking early careers recruitment drive this year, which will see almost 1,700 graduates and apprentices join us across the UK. We are also building our talent pipeline in our other markets, such as Australia, where we recently welcomed 58 new graduates and have started the recruitment process for more than 90 to join next year. And following on from that, we should say that we've had some fantastic contributions from graduates and apprentices on this show and look forward to more joining our conversation this year. As a reminder, if you'd like to be part of the show to share news with your colleagues or just to ask any questions, you can contact us at ourconversation at baesystems.com. Do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love you to be part of the show in the future. That address again is ourconversation at baesystems.com. Now, last time we had a competition with a great choice of prizes. Five winners could choose either an Apple Watch Series 7 or a Garmin Instinct Solar Multisport GPS smartwatch. What we did was we asked you a question and the answer was contained somewhere within the podcast. So we wanted to know what the name of the shipyard was that Natalie Waldy mentioned. So for the answer, here's Natalie speaking on our last podcast able to rapidly mobilise a team to do some activities on the Astute Class Submarine Periscope when it came into dock in Henderson in Western Australia this year. So the answer is Henderson and our five winners drawn at random from the correct entries are John Selman, Maritime Services Filton, Charles Martin, Inc. Shared Services, Merrimack USA, Claire Mitchell, Maritime Services, Broad Oak, Steve Russell, Air, Bruff, and Charmaine Khan, who works at the head office in Farnborough. Congratulations to you all, and I hope you enjoy your choice of prize. And we'll have another competition for you on the podcast very soon. Well, that's it for this episode of Our Conversation. Next month, it's that time again, as we'll include a look at the full year financial results for 2021. Until then, though, from me, Tim Smith, and Charles Woodburn, it's thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Our Conversation, back next month.